This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 29th of March 2023. Coming up, more of your feedback and iOS 16.4 is out. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, iOS 16.4 is out. Are you excited? So exciting. But more than that, Stephen Scott, yes. there's accessibility news with it. Oh, breaking, oh. News. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Across the board, iPhone, iPad, TVOS, Apple Watch OS, we've got new updates. Um, that's it. And, you know, the thing is, every time a new update like this comes out, like a, a 0.3 or a 0.4 or, you know, even a 0.5, Sean, please. Uh, Crazy. And num- other numbers are available. Uh, you can, uh, you'll can you find some interesting new features, but also updates oh. to existing features, and that's the key point, right? Uh, like, oh. for example, new emojis. What is this? Can, can I just ask a question? This. Who cares about emojis? Can we stop this obsession with emojis? I feel like we're turning into some kind of Japanese cartoon in our we world. Don't need I, just, we I don't, don't need, need this. Uh, all you need is thumbs up, thumbs down, smiley face, sad face. That's it. Four emojis. That, uh, that's one of those I use. They've added 21 new emojis. Do you want to know what uh, these are? Do you want to know what some of these absolutely are? Absolutely not. Shaking no. heads, Ugh. pink hearts, blue hearts, grey hearts. I don't... What, what's that for? Am I missing something? Well, hang on, I'm hang always... on. We're getting okay, very Canadian on. here. Sorry. Moose. Oh. There you go. One for the Canadian. God bless you, Mr. F. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a blackbird, a donkey, a goose, a wing, a, a wing, a jellyfish, hyacinth. What's a hyacinth? Flower. Oh, okay. Peapod, ginger, fan, not a ginger fan, uh, a fan. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Comb. Comb. God bless you, Ed Sheeran. Uh, flute, maracas, <laughs> and a number of... there wasn't maracas in there before. How did we cope? And now there's uh, also left and right facing options as well. It's all absolute nonsense. It really is. I don't know it's, what the point of this thing is. It I really don't. It swamps us all down. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. So we don't. So I don't know what the different coloured hearts mean. Is, is that is there some sort of hidden meaning behind? Well, that? this I is don't. the problem, right? We go back to this issue of you know you start sending a message to somebody and you've no idea what it means. Yeah. And suddenly you think, oh, you just offended an entire country or something, you know, just by saying, oh, I I love this blue heart, but which really means dead or something. I don't know. I don't know I, what that means. I have no, exactly. I have no idea. But uh, I. Look, it's it's nothing. It's who cares? You Nobody get twenty-one new cares. emojis. Well, someone might really love squid or whatever it was you just said. Jellyfish. That's it. Do you know one of my favourite ones? That I love. I just love sometimes reading about the the ones for the CITES. I love some of these because they just seem so pointless to me. But somebody must get something out of it somewhere. So apparently back in the early days of iOS 16, settle down, children, a story. Apple tweaked Apple Books to eliminate the traditional page-turning animation that had been used since the early days of the app, a move that upset some Apple Books users. (gasps) Well, iOS 16.4 introduces, reintroduces the page-turning animation as an option. About time. Uh, do you I know mean, what? Well done, Apple. Well done. I, that, this exactly. is honestly no, the best no, no, news. Don't, don't. Common sense triumphed in the end. I used to love that page-turning animation. Well, I think, was it Kindle that came out of it first? Whatever. I used to spend ages just trying to catch it out, moving my finger That's across right, the screen. Yes. And the right. curl used to follow it. It was actually really cool. And uh, I, I haven't read any of those books in ages. I haven't opened Apple books in a lifetime. But, um, yeah, I just like a cool animation. So I'm happy. Well, you'll now have three options for your animation. Yeah. Curl, mm. yeah. slide, and none. Oh, what well, beautiful. <laughs> it really is two options. <laughs> yes, that's right. Two and absolutely <sighs> nothing. And now I can see neither of them anyway, so it, it makes no difference. It's just none. Okay. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because you think of all the services that Apple has, I would have thought Apple Books would be the first on the chopping block if anything was to, to you know, if they had to cut costs somewhere. Apple Books would be the first place because I don't hear a single person talk about Apple Books unless we're talking about it from the company's perspective. You know, they're maybe introducing the new AI for audiobooks, hmm. or I never hear anyone saying, Oh, you know, I, I got this new book on 
here, I always hear them talk about Kindle, Echo. Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a blind community thing. I don't know, but I mean, I guess these are very accessible books as well on the Apple side. I can only imagine they're accessible. Oh, yes, yes, no, the app was, as I said, I'm opened I it for the longest is. time. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Well, I mean, I, I'm, not, well, I'm not saying that it, it isn't. I'm just thinking that considering it clearly probably will be. It's yeah, interesting. Is, no one's why, using why it. No one's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's just one of those things that people use. I mean. Uh, uh, I, I just don't know why. Mm. In our is this community, a soundscape problem? Is it a soundscape problem? No one's no, feeding back. No one's mm-hmm, feeding back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hang on, well, they're, they're not chopping its head off at the minute. It's still there. They don't, I mean, this is just what we're saying. <laughs> Apple aren't shooting it in the head just yet. Uh, maybe it's just a case that audio books in our community are are you know, the mostly the go to thing. Yeah. I think, especially with the availability, you know, the the same day release dates across the formats. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never really got into. The sort of Kindle style, the e-books, I should say. I've never really got into it. No, neither have I. I I must admit, when it came to learning about these new AI audiobooks, that did sound quite good. But that's Apple audiobooks. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm assuming that you don't get the text with that, right? It's not like it's one of those... Remember Amazon did this for a while where it was like WhisperSync and you could have the Kindle version and you could also listen to it at the same time. Yeah, which sounded great, right? But some books wouldn't allow the whisper, you know, the the, the self-voicing mode to happen. Right. Some sort of copyright thing that you could either have one or the other. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Um, that is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if if, if we read Braille... Maybe that's something we would be into more. Yeah, that's true. It's that's actually a really I, good point. Yeah. I, oh, thank you, Steve. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Oh, thanks well done. for that, mate. That was, uh, yeah. Oh. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed appropriate just at that moment. Uh, also, podcasts getting a bit of an update as well in 16.4. Channels access is available in the library section. And the Up Next Now lets you resume episodes, start saved episodes, and remove episodes you want to skip. I hear a lot of people down on the podcast app, or at least they prefer other podcast apps in our community. Uh, I haven't had a major Mm. problem with the podcast app, to be honest. I mean, that's what I need it to do. I mean, I think if you want extra features, if you want to, some people like to put their their podcasts into playlists and, you know, set up all kinds of things like that. I think that's fine. That's too much work. Well, to me, I just want to listen to the podcast, right? So I don't have a major issue with the podcast app. It does what it needs to do for me. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. Maybe we're, we're... too lazy or something, but I, I just I think we're just average consumers, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> just I just need a play button. That's all yeah, I need. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't really go elsewhere other than the default Apple Podcast app, which is fine. Um, the channels thing seems quite interesting. Where it will, from what I read from this, it will give you almost suggestions from the same creator or the other mm. shows that are in and things like that. So it's trying to give the discoverability a little bit more. Same with the Up Next. It's almost, it seems to me anyway, almost like Apple Music, where it will play something it thinks is similar or you may like as well. So, yeah, quite cool. Well, I mean, that's great for us here at AMI, right? Because if people listen to this show, they'll learn about all the other shows. And that's... Yes. Well, that's leave ideal. Us behind. Yes, and we'll never be heard from again. <laughs> we'll be cancelled next year. And uh, we're saying these other shows, they're far better than this yes. garbage that he's putting out. Professional. Um, oh, dear. I'm sorry, yes, professional, yeah. Um, but I will say that I think that Apple has been good at this and very good at this, actually, at promoting the channels. This is actually a very early feature of the original podcasts feature, which was really inside iTunes. You would go into iTunes, you would go to podcasts, you would pick a podcast, or it would even show you, like, you know, AMI, for example, and all the different podcasts associated with it. And I'm kind of glad yeah. they're going back down this route in the app. Because, like you say, you know, there, there these days especially, there are lots of companies who are creating lots of podcasts. And if you like one show, I, I don't know, because, because there's so many podcasts, you sometimes think, okay, that was a really great podcast, but I'd kind of like something of that quality again. Yeah. And you go to another podcast that you just don't know, but it's on the similar theme, usually true crime, and you go into it and you think, (laughs) that's just terrible. You know, it's just just like Jackie the Joke Man, you know, just laughing his way through some, you know, crime fest. And you think, well, what's this all about? You know, it just doesn't make any sense because they're doing it like a radio show rather than a, a, a documentary style or whatever you might be looking for. So... Yeah, if we can get these channeled up, that's quite good. Channel them up. Well done. Well no, done, Apple. No one will ever use that line. Uh, no. Emergency SOS via satellite is coming to more countries. Austria. Oh, if I'd been lost in Austria oh. with Mr. F, we could have found our way out again. Beautiful. Thankfully, Sadly, you weren't. No. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, happily you weren't. Thank you. Yes, thank you for clarifying that. I'll edit that to, to suit. Uh, Belgium, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands and Portugal. So that's interesting. More uh, countries getting that. Uh, also, new features in the Wallet app as well. Again, this is really about what companies can bring. It's like you were saying, if companies will allow this to happen, then these features can be active. So this one in particular is an order tracking widget. Now, this is kind of encroaching on some of the apps in the App Store yet again, yeah. uh, because here we have, I mean, I use one called Parcel, which is very accessible, very good, actually. You can link it to your Amazon account, and anything you buy on Amazon will just show up in this Parcel app, and it will tell you and give you notifications on status, way more information than Amazon will give you, which is usually say, just it's much- on the way. Amazon, I get notifications from Amazon all the time. It's been dispatched, it's arriving today, it's five stops away. Is it, well, yeah, but don't you have to go in action? That? No, You've got to go and find no, not me. I don't, I don't have to do that. I have to, I have to go into Ah, uh, well, the you're app not a special and, customer, obviously. Well, you get, and, and this is the thing about you, you get the notification directly on your, your Echo. I get nothing. I just get a ba-dump, and that's oh. it. I think Netflix is starting somewhere. <laughs> what happened there? That's but yes, order well tracking. Thank you. Order tracking uh, for the home screen, which can be used to track purchases made with Apple Pay. Uh, that is now available in the Wallet app, although it will only work with the vendors who support the function. So that's important to know. Um, you can also share information through the dedicated share button as well. If you want to do that, tell someone else that something's on the way. Uh, oh, hang on. PlaySense, PlaySense, PlayStation 5, <laughs> DualSense, Edge Controller Support. Wow, that wasn't easy oh, to say. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Can I use that as a as a keyboard for my <laughs> Will that work with voiceover, I wonder? Is that um, a thing? No. No, okay. Um, shortcuts. Now, I have to say, I'm getting a little bit annoyed with shortcuts because the more I read about these shortcuts, if you look at some of the new actions, it feels to me as if what shortcuts are becoming is almost like a DIY kit for your favourite features. So, you know, here's one, for example. Intercom broadcasts announcements to your home on iOS and watchOS. Why is that a shortcut that I would need to enable and create? Why can't I just have that? I mean, is that is that what this is? I'm, I'm confused by this. Is that something that's no you know, lie? You can have that anyway, can't you? With with Siri, you can say announce or whatever it is. I'm but sure. Can you I'm do not... it from iOS and watchOS? Because it's well, if, this if is you've got HomePod you can do in your system. You. Yes, yes, I'm sure you could. Anyway, you've never checked that. No, I have never checked it. No. Um, set airdrop <laughs> receiving sets the airdrop receiving preference to everyone, contacts only, or nobody on iOS and macOS. Again, this is a shortcut. Now, I'm confused. Is this actionable shortcuts or is this something you have to create in the shortcuts to make it usable? This is yes. what I don't understand. Well, these are, so it's giving you more actions. So you can set up a routine to do. I'm saying routine because I'm assuming people will know them better from smart speakers. But it's exactly the same thing. So you just drag this list of actions. So it could be. Um, so I can't I just know. say to Siri now, I can't just say, do this. And it will do it. I have to go into the shortcuts app and set it up first. It, it depends. I mean, these actions are for setting up yourself, but they all they all are linked to other functions that are in the iOS anyway. So, um, like, there's nothing to, you could do with that AirDrop, right? Other than when you're actually going into the share sheet and mm. doing it anyway. So that function, that action, is linked to that function, but. I'm confusing everyone, I'm sure. Um, But no, these actions are for these shortcuts when you make your own. So you could say, for example, when I get a message from so-and-so, then announce to the HomePod that, hey, you got a message from doodad. I don't know why you do that. It makes no sense. But I'm just giving you an example of how it works. Okay. Uh, Another updated shortcut action, which there's lots of them, but one in particular is set playback destination now works when run from Siri. Well, that was quite interesting. Well, well done. I don't care. Well, you know, you might if you connect to a Bluetooth speaker and the audio won't transfer over. Because remember, uh, voiceover yeah. will always stay on the device, although I think you can choose to have it sent to the Bluetooth speaker as well. I've never really got that to work. It's only ever really worked for me with the voiceover staying on the phone and the Bluetooth speaker gets the music. The music, ideally. yeah. That's, uh, I, I actually prefer it like that, right? Yeah, yeah, if no, I agree. I agree. But I think sometimes, it, sometimes for whatever reason, you might want it all on the one speaker. You know, like, for example, if you read doing a demo or something you might want to send voiceover to the bluetooth device doesn't always work uh, which can yeah, be a bit of a nuisance yeah. um this is an interesting one i mean it's just a very small feature but it's kind of showing where things might be heading so content previews for mastodon in messages 
So when you send a link to a Mastodon oh. post to someone in the Messages app, it will now display a preview of the content that was shared rather than just a link with the image. Now, maybe that's because Mastodon's just fairly new in this and it's never had this option. And maybe I think other, I think if you send on Facebook or you send a Facebook link or you send a Twitter link, it will do the same. So maybe it's yeah. just bringing it up to date, but just interesting to see they brought Mastodon into the fold on that one. Um, well, it shows it's it's hit some sort of level of recognition. Yeah, so, which, yeah. Is, which it absolutely has. Uh, 5G for Turkey. Hurrah! Turkeys can get 5G. About um, time, that's what I say. Just to ask where they put it. And uh, focus modes, they're getting some updates. Um, well, that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Voice isolation for cellular calls. This is a new feature. Now, if you do a FaceTime call, you might know or may not know that you can turn on voice isolation, which cuts down on all the background noise. Really good feature. Works really well. Um, I was in a, a really busy part of Edinburgh during the Edinburgh Festival, which, of course, worldwide is known, and it's a very big event, and it's wildly noisy. And there I am trying to get to where I was going, not the Edinburgh Festival, I should add, fighting through all the tourists to get to where I was going. And I was trying to have a FaceTime call with someone. <laughs> they couldn't hear a word I was saying. I turned on the voice isolation and they could only hear me. How that's possible, I don't know. Magic. But they could only hear my voice. It was Definitely incredible. Magic. Yeah. Now, as I say, free, previously only available on FaceTime and some VoIP services, uh, and it does make the difference in voice and call quality. But you can now, you can now use this on a regular call, on a cellular call and it will make you stand out a little bit more in a noisy Shouldn't environment. Shouldn't that be on by default? Well, some people might not want it. I mean, there are right. occasions where, well, I don't know, if you may be talking in, I don't know, a group or something, maybe you want another person to be heard. If you're or, in Back to the Future, and then you want your cousin to listen to the music that's playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That is exactly <laughs> the situation when that would be required, Sean. Yes, exactly hey Chuck, that. it's me, your cousin Marvin, listen to this. No? Anyway. Can't do that uh, with voice isolation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is Sorry, Marty. in the control centre, isn't it? You swipe down. Yes, yeah, so you start a call. You've got to be yeah, on a call yeah, first. Yeah. And then you swipe down from the control centre or, or get into the control centre, tap on the mic mode option, and then choose voice isolation. Really cool feature. Does it stay on? Or is it, have you got to do that for every call? Um, um, I'm throwing hmm. you under the bus here because I have no idea. I don't think it does stay on all the time, no. No. Okay. I've, had to, I've had to go back. I've had it turned on, then I've never turned it off, and then had to turn it on again. So, yes, there's the answer. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Very good. Now, we should try that out. Accessibility. Um, this is interesting. So, it says those who use VoiceOver can now activate uh, it, whatever it is, for the Maps function in the Weather app. This is uh, from MacRumors.com, I should add, that, who've written this article. So, those who use VoiceOver can now activate it for the Maps function in the Weather app. Okay, so look, if you've got VoiceOver on, you're not activating VoiceOver, right? It's always on. But what I'm interested in is what's new. Now, this takes us back, children, to a time when I had... Earlier, was it last week, with Michael on talking about the Mac? Yes. And I was talking to Michael just after the show about a feature I had found using the NumPad Commander, because the NumPad Commander's great, right? And in the NumPad Commander settings there are tons and tons and tons of things you can attribute as a shortcut so you can there's lots of, and there's lots of new things i found and one of them was audiograph i think it was audiograph forward audiograph rewind or something something like that and i thought well what's that it was like almost like a play feature and i couldn't really understand what it was for yes then 16.4 comes out and this audiograph has turned up again and in the weather app. Now, you've opened up the weather app. Sean. Yes? Tell us how it works. Oh, uh, 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 it just it just works. It's wow. magic. Well, there we go. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was brilliant. I love Bear your demos. Bear with me. Okay, let me find... So I'm in the weather app, and I've double-tapped on my locale to get more detailed. Next hour, precipitation. 11. Moderate precipitation. Audiograph available. The x-axis is time. The y-axis is precipitation intensity. There is one data series. Okay. Now, if you know your graphs and charts and you paid attention at school, you know exactly what that means. I don't. Um, I'm going to swipe up. Describe chart. Describe chart. We just heard that description. Chart details. Chart details. Play audio graph. Let's double tap that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, oh it's going, going down. Oh, dear. Oh. Complete. 
Is that time or precipitation? <laughs> Which one's going down? <laughs> For each beep must be a, a series on the x-axis and the tone of the beep must be the y-axis. I have absolutely no idea what that means, but hey, it's cool and it's accessible. Right, well, there we go. Is that one of those accessible but usability, you know, question mark? <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look, if we Do if I need we... to take a class before I can use this feature? That's what it feels like. Honestly, I don't know. I've also seen this before the 16.4 in the um, battery health. If you go in your battery health and look at the chart of your battery life during you know the week or whatever, hmm. it's it was already in there. Oh, um, okay. And that actually makes a little bit more sense. You can hear it go, and you know that <laughs> Sorry, you know what? that you know it's gone up in the middle and down, and I, I sort of get. But that like one. That just sounds like tubular bells. I have no idea what's going on in that <laughs> in that chart, but I'm sure someone does. So I'm sure that is a helpful thing. And yeah, I'm not well, going to knock it for being there. Right? I was going to say, I mean, look, we're having a bit of a laugh about it, but truth be told, anything that gives us access to information and you know what graphs, I'd, I wouldn't even have thought that that would even be possible at this stage. I think we've got so used to talking about tactile graphs, we've kind of forgot that there's any well, other way right. to you know to to navigate them. And I'm pretty sure, to be honest, if I was that interested and I asked someone, can you just describe what is this graph to me? I know we've got a description there, but I, I would really think sighted assistance there to just to describe the graph for me so I get an idea of what I'm listening out for for the and first also once time. You've, yeah, exactly, because once you've got it in your head for the first time, it's, it's, it's going to be the same layout, I'd imagine, each time. So yeah, you would at least get a I'll, sense of what uh, that's yeah. telling you. Exactly. I'll be able to sort of relate the audio to the, the graph. But yeah, I'm just too old to figure that out right now. But it's almost, it's cool. it's, this, is the, this is the problem when you get a feature like this, because immediately you're thinking, well, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so how could we improve that? It'd be good if they told you the time with the beeps. Do you know what I mean? So if, if it's saying, obviously, if it's talking about rain, and I'm guessing it's suggesting the likelihood of rain over the, the coming the, hours. Yes, 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 so, yes. If that's the case, then the beeps only mean something if you understand the relativity of the time. So if it could say 9, 10, 11, 12, and you could hear the beep associated, then it would make actually a heck of a lot more sense. Um, yeah, otherwise, I'm you're not- just getting... It's like, okay, so it's going to be it's less chance of rain at night, is what I'm getting from that. Yes, Dude, middle of the day. Down. And yeah. maybe that's all you need, right? I mean, middle of the day, the chance of rain is higher. The end of the, that, I mean, I, I actually am understanding this. When you think about it, yeah, I'm actually talk- I'm very clever. I've just figured, I'm very it. smart. I know exactly what you mean. Well, I'm thinking of something like the um, the fitness app on the Apple Watch, right? When I'm swiping through to see how many steps I've done, none, or whatever it may be, there's the, always that time period there. It's like, it's like you know, midnight, then one a.m., two a.m., three a.m., and it goes all the way through, and it tells me how many right through, yeah. And it's such a pain to swipe through to get past it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. And so I'm thinking if it was to tell me, you know, it, it may be that it gives you that overall information in the in an easy, quick way. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, it's just a case of making each element on that graph accessible and you're swiping through, which is... Well, again, yeah. but maybe, well, maybe that's the argument then, isn't it? You've got op- you've got both options. You've got both ways, yeah. It's almost like, and I imagine, I, I don't know yet, I haven't been onto anything that does it, but on the Mac, I would imagine that it probably shows itself up as an interactive module. So you, you can go to it, it'll be a single block, a single group, yes, and then you can yes. choose to interact with the elements to perhaps get the sense of the graph, you know, hour by hour, because then you would want to know, is this hour by hour? Is it minute by minute? Is it half hour by half hour? Whatever it is. And then... You can then hear the overall through through this audiograph feature, which this yeah. is really cool. And you know, we started off trashing this, and actually, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> no, I think it's the best thing ever. But have you noticed that no one sort of knows what what this is? If you read any of the release notes about sixteen point four and any of the mainstream articles, it says voiceover support for weather and maps, and then moves on. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know what's new in Maps. I've looked through there. I have no idea what's different in there. Not that I use the Apple Maps app. Well, no, I, th- I think you might be getting confused because I'm just reading this uh, from. I'm never Mac confused. Rumors. Well, never I, confused. I don't Stephen want to. Scott. Yeah, I think if we were looking at a graph right now, it might be confusion. All right, tell just me, tell guessing. me, <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Because it says here, those who use VoiceOver can now activate it for the Maps function in the Weather app. 
So I don't think there is anything new in Maps. Uh, I think it's the Maps function in no, no, Weather. No, no, no. Are you reading release notes there? Because it says voiceover support for Weather and Maps. Uh, is is that confusing grammar maybe it's, there? Maybe it's just the language. What you want to check there is if Maps yeah, yeah, is capitalised. Yeah. Oh, is not. that right? Oh, that's incredible. Because if it's not capitalised, oh. then it's just talking about Maps in Weather. Well, in that case, what have I missed about the Maps in Weather? I mean, what did we just look at? Participation. I, no I thought we were looking at weather or rain. <laughs> okay, now I'm totally confused. Right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> this is a problem. You don't have any idea. We're just kind of figuring this That's out as the we point go. I was trying to make, though. Yeah. I mean, I, where's the detail in that? I mean, it tells me all of the 21 emojis. Yet the I thing know, that's, exactly. <laughs> the thing that's important to me about the accessibility changes, just voiceover support. Tell us what. Tell us exactly what's new here. Because you know, we, we're so interested. Do you know, I love the people at Apple Accessibility because they put so much effort into things. And, and it's little tiny details. And it's not tiny, but it is tiny in a way. Uh, you know, when you look at the overall operating system. But, you know, it's such an important feature to bring in. Just Is it just down to time? They just don't have the time to have the release notes or at least information sheets available on the website? Because honestly, I, I just want to know more about this. This is just really, really interesting. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, some other accessibility features to mention. Well, one particular one. Uh, cool. which is yes. accessibility fee- uh, settings for flashing lights. Now, for you and I, I don't know how much this would impact you these days. Um, certainly for someone who is epileptic, this is going to be really important. And again, yes. it's kind of like uh, what they did for, I don't know how good this is, but it makes me think a little bit about adaptive, uh, what do they call it? The adaptive audio in AirPods. Is that what it's called? Adaptive, adaptive transparency? Yeah. Adaptive yeah, transparency, yeah. isn't it? That's it. Yeah. And you can... You That's know, a if good you walk, point. If, well yeah, because if, if you walk into an environment where there's like you know someone's new, using a pneumatic drill, then everything will dull so that you don't have that loud noise. Or if a dog barks, the noise will dull. And this is kind of similar because what it says is for those who are affected by strobe effects or flashing lights, there's now this accessibility setting that can dim video when those effects are detected. That I think is really cool. Now I do have a massive issue when it comes to bright lights, so this will be going on in my phone. Bright light, sure. bright light. Yeah, you and the gremlins. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> no, it's a really cool feature, right? It, that strobe as well. It detects strobe, not just bright lights. You know, a pattern of bright lights as well. So if it detects that a video is is displaying strobing lights, it can um, dim that down. So uh, I mean, that's really important, as you said, for people who are epileptic. So yeah, fantastic, cool uh, features. Yeah, that's sixteen point four available now <laughs> on an iPhone near you. Yes, and uh, yes, go download Everywhere. it. Try it out. Let's uh, let's see if iOS I, 16.4 has any accessibility bugs in it. Say, otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I just want to say know. for a, a bug fix that I'm so happy about is that in Netflix or in Disney Plus or anything like that when I was swiping through the headings, that stopped working a while ago. Oh, okay. It would only go to the first heading and then nowhere else. They fixed that in this release. Ah, that's so good. So you can swipe through your headings uh, with joy and bliss. Well done. And it was interesting because yesterday we were talking about the Freestyle Libra app now working. I wonder if there's something in that. Just what you're talking about there. Maybe there's something in that that change that's affected that app as well. With the beta. Yes, maybe it's... Well, it was the beta, remember? That was the beta, but we were talking about it yesterday as a beta today. Of course, it's available. So there you go. Maybe it was the headings that were... It was exciting. Oh, Oh, well, listen, if you've got any features you want to tell us about, maybe you know a bit more about these audiographs than we do. Apple, if you're listening, um, then let us know. We'd love to hear more about it. Uh, This is Double Tap coming up more of your feedback. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Uh, so MVDA's got an update as well, Sean. Uh, so you've been giving us a, a full update on that, right? I hate you, Stephen, so much. <laughs> I did look through. I didn't find anything in particular that's, that stood out. There seems to be a, a sort of link preview. And I heard some excitement about this. So if you press NVDA and the letter K, obviously K is the le- uh, quick nav key for going through links on a website anyway. It will tell you the URL of that link. Um, okay. 
nice, I, I suppose. Um, it's useful for those anchored links or hidden links, you know, where it says click here and the, the here is the actual link. So you can find out where that URL is actually taking you. So that's quite good. Other than that, I didn't find anything that, that interesting. Navigate by paragraphs. I never navigate by paragraphs in um, uh, apps like Notepad and Notepad++. So yeah, if that floats you know your boat. Because you, you use arrow keys and tabs. I just use arrow keys and tabs. I do. Yeah. What, I will are you, say are you trying to shame me? There's yes. nothing wrong with that. The NVDA and K key uh, feels like it should be filed under the, wasn't that in there already category? You know what I mean? I yeah. thought that would have been there already, but okay. I mean, I, I know you could obviously find out the URL of a page you're on, but I can also see the value of just before checking the link before it. you click on it. Yes, that's, that's a good true. point. I must admit, that's never really Particularly been Particularly in mind. emails. I mentioned when you're on a web page there, but if you're going through your um, emails, not that you should ever click on a link in an email, I'll be honest with you, but um, mm. it, it, you can preview where it's sending you. So it may be instead of apple.com you're going to, because to, your Apple ID has been suspiciously suspended, it's taking you to AWP1E. You know, that old scammer's trick. Yeah. So for those sort of things where instead of taking the risk of opening the URL, you can listen to it first. So quite cool. Okay. I'll take it all back. It's very nice. I love it. There you go. Um, so that was exactly a one and a half minutes on NVDA, <laughs> 29 <laughs> minutes on iOS 16.4. Just saying. <laughs> right. Let's move on. Uh, Greg has been in touch with us. Good old Pennsylvania Greg. What's he saying today? As always, Laura reads our emails. Hello. I'm afraid it's me again. A few small points, you keep referring to Canadian geese. The bird is called the Canada goose, not Canadian. Oh. You talk of OpenAI did not Sorry. appear overnight out of nowhere. IBM developed Deep Blue starting in the 1980s, which morphed into Watson, the first natural language AI. They attempted to monetize it as a medical assistant, but it failed financially and its technology was sold. OpenAI was formed in 2015 and released their first research prototype in 2016. They had hired many data scientists from the Watson Project, as well as from Google and others. Much more recently, Microsoft invested heavily. A long road to the out-of-nowhere technology, you seem to think. Aside from developing natural language AI and abandoning it, IBM also developed the personal computer but decided the financial gain of investing in the operating system was not lucrative and they outsourced it to Microsoft. As you may have noticed, IBM is no longer the world's most valuable company. Regards, Greg in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Thank Stephen. You. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Greg proving that Google still works. There you go. Um, so, yeah, cool. I mean, that's that's good to know, right? That, you know, okay, fine. It didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, nothing did come out of nowhere, right? I mean, it came from somewhere. I'm going to argue that point. What? And it came out of nowhere. Okay, fine. I don't think that's the point. There's always a, a, a trail of this technology of where it started. And I think IBM and you could say Xerox when it comes to Apple is a good mm. example of that. But when it comes out of nowhere, I mean, the, it's almost like you hit a certain level. Now, now, Deep Blue, I think the last time we saw anything of that was, um, was it? did it play Jeopardy at one point? We don't get Jeopardy over here, but I'm sure it played Jeopardy, the artificial intelligence that played Jeopardy. And okay, it, it played a quiz show and it was quite good. But when it come, when, when I'm talking about coming out of the blue, the, the level of sophistication that ChatGPT, especially when it comes to coding, ability to code in, in various languages, Python, Batch, whatever it may be, uh, for me, I just, I didn't see that coming, even though... As you rightfully say, Greg, you know, we, we see that background of artificial intelligence. I just think this level came out of nowhere. It seemed to suddenly jump. No, it, it, did, it, did, it did feel like it came out of nowhere because we had moved so far so quickly in a very, very short space of time. And I know you can say, and, and you're saying, yes, but factually it came from X, Y, and Z, and that's all fine. But to the average user who's not following this stuff, this will have felt like a bolt out of the blue. That's how it felt to me. It really did. It just felt like all of a sudden our computers, our technology had just jumped forward. It's funny because the same thing happened. You could argue the same with Apple and M1 and M2, or M1 in particular, when it came along with the M series chips. And, you know, suddenly I just felt like I'd been moved forward 20 years in, in terms of computing power. Now, yes, that did not come out of nowhere. It was worked on for years, and Apple had been around forever, and yeah, I get that. Well, it's just an ARM chip, right? It's just a, Exactly, but you know, look at the difference that it makes, right? It's the impact of this stuff, and the impact on our lives. And I think this is the bit 
that you know all these other projects that have been leading up to this have clearly been laying the groundwork of what is and has become this technology. But the fact is we are now at a point where there are people having serious conversations about the future of humanity. Like what What is going to happen with our jobs? What is going to happen with work we do every day? You know, people who are labourers, people who do tasks that are repetitive tasks, people who work in jobs which involves writing, like journalism, is that all going to disappear? There's a serious question now. And, you know, before it was always AI will take over. Ah, yeah, yeah, so it will, yeah. Look, I can't even get my Echo to play the Elvis song. Where now, <laughs> you know, this thing not only can give you the Elvis song, you know, it can pretty much tell you everything you ever wanted to know about Elvis, and it could even probably pretend to be Elvis if you wanted it to be. So it can be Steve Jobs. That was amazing. Well, that's right. You know, so, I mean, that, that capability is now here today. And that is with just average users, generally people going in and, and mucking around with this stuff. This is not being shown to us by a company on a stage. This is people like Kyler who get in touch with us. And he shows us what he can do just just by playing around with a website. So, yeah. you know, the, the capability is here. And we're still very much at the stage of we've just got the IKEA unit and there's a lot of boxes lying around. We know what it could be. Well, we're not there yet. I don't know where you were going with that one, but, but it's well not, done. It's not, it's not far off, right? Because, But the point is that the time to get to when that unit is completed is probably not that dissimilar, right? It's not far off. You know, we're talking maybe, I mean, can you imagine where we'll be in five years? Uh, yeah, but Once you this able to technology. Do, no, 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 no. I mean, look, think about this, right? We're already at the point where this thing can take images and be my eyes, and we'll be talking to be my eyes this week. You know, the capability that that has has blown them away. Yes. And I will say, this is a really interesting conversation because I've already had the conversation with the wonderful people at Be My Eyes. That will air this week on the show. Um, I think you'll be blown away by some of the facts that come out of this because, honestly, I, I was quite surprised at how this, this whole relationship began. There's a really oh. interesting story to tell on this. But what it shows you is how quickly things have moved. So I get your point, Greg. I appreciate the, the Google history. I get it. But I also think that Truth be told, this still feels very much like it's come out of nowhere to a lot of people. And the technology may have been in progress and process for a long time, but we've always heard, oh, how AI will take over, how AI will do this, and everyone's, yeah, whatever. Now I think we're starting to see the path it can create. And that, I think, it is genuinely terrifying people, not just, not just average users, actually. A lot of CEOs, a lot of people who run businesses, people who've told me they will not be able to sleep at night because of the fear of what this thing can do. And also the hope and the, and the, the prospects. Uh, exactly, cheer up. It's all going to be great. It's half full, baby. It's Everything's going to be fantastic. It's going to make life better. That's what right. I keep telling myself. Thank I'm you, Greg. Night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to say, like I say, they're not, until, they're not uh, programming for uh, stupidity, so we're fine. We are fine. You and I will be okay. We'll just be the last, we'll be the last ones left. All the yes. other smart people, they'll, be, they'll have been kicked out of their jobs. We'll be left behind. Sweeping up. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Now, John got in touch with us about his Apple Watch. Hello. Sean mentioned yesterday he was having problems with his Apple Watch battery not lasting the day. I had this with my Ultra, so you can stop your gloating, Stephen. Ha! I have since fixed it. I'm not sure if the guilty party was the watch app on the phone that I had maybe left open, but at any rate, closing all apps on the phone and rebooting it plus the watch seems to have fixed it for me. So, yes, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> Also, small correction from my Hable demo the other day. As I don't pay VAT on blind tech, the Hable one costs £239, so it is a bit cheaper than the amount I blurted out in my demo. I guess it's not bad for Braille tech, really. John from Northampton. Oh, thank you, John. Yes, John, our wonderful uh, Hable one reviewer. Um, that was very good. Loved I, I, I haven't had an issue with the Apple Watch Ultra yet. I, have no, I mean, I was away uh, in London at the weekend. Have and you had it on? I've, yeah, and I, and I didn't. <laughs> yes, the only thing I don't have on is the screen. I don't have. I just have the screen cut off. That's the only thing. Hmm. Uh, but I was using it. Um, well, all day. In fact, funnily enough, I didn't uh, take my phone with me to McDonald's that day. So I just used the the Apple Watch because there's no need to take the phone with you, right? I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm using it for payment. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple Pay yeah. and you know things like that. Call you know if I need to call my wife, it's got the four G in it, so I'm you able to do that. You got a cellular one, didn't you? Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I did. I did. Stop I did. Going on, but here's the uh, thing. 
Yes. I got to the end of that day, I forgot to bring a charger for the Apple Watch, at least. <gasps> and it was at 63% at the end of wow. a full day. And then That's the next amazing. day I got home and it was about 30%, 35 I take my I charger off the charger in the morning, about 7 o'clock, and by 2 p.m. it's dead. Really? I'm, I'm not using it. So I, I yeah. And That's I have, not right. I, I haven't gone in, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I have closed down every app and the apps which are on the phone. I haven't gone into the dock of the watch and closed things out in there. So I don't know. To be honest, I haven't really looked at it because I haven't been going out. So I haven't been wearing the watch much anyway. Mm. It's just a, it's something I noticed. Plus, voiceover just stops working. That is a huge bug. I don't hear many people talking about it, but I have spoken to a few other people that have the same issue. Voiceover just stops. And the only way to get it back is to uh, turn it on and off again, funnily enough, John. Um, hmm. So that that is a big problem, because that's when I actually rang the police that time, trying to turn it on and off without voiceover. Oh, yeah. I rang emergency services. I said, oh, I'm so sorry, it was an accident. And then the next day I slipped on the ice and had to call emergency services. <laughs> I saw a video on Twitter, I think it was, and it was someone, I think similar thing had happened with the, the emergency SOS feature. Because what happened was that the, the, the video was of a body cam of a policeman. I think this was in the States. And the there was a kid who had basically, <laughs> poor kid, this poor kid was in the middle of the street, you know, on his knees, praying that everything was going to be okay and screaming, right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't call it. I don't know what happened. I don't know how this, and, and the, but what happened was the police had heard him say, I've killed two people. Oh. But what oh. happened was he was playing a game on his computer on the or whatever. Oh. I said so old when I say that, right? Yeah. He was playing a game on the computer. Uh, he was on his NES. Um, but uh, yeah, so he was playing the game and obviously he was, you know, and maybe the, I guess the watch or something or the phone, whatever it is, has, in his pocket or whatever it is, has, has activated, has activated it. it. And we've got through to the police and he shouted that at that point. And of course, armed response turned up. And you're like, oh my. And he had to get his mum on the phone and she was, oh, everything's fine. And, they, and and police were great. They were like, look, you know, it's a mistake. It's happened. We just have to check this, obviously. Gotcha. You can't just ignore it. But, you know, the, the point is that, you know, the, the, this is, has happened. And I think the, the poor kid was probably so embarrassed by it. But it does show that that can happen. I was mortified. It's funny. It's so easily activated. I did it at the weekend as well. I accidentally, I managed to, it's because you have to do that double tap and you're nervous. So you're like, ah! (laughs) And I'm like, please, please, please stop. Please don't, don't send the message. Don't call. And the thing's going nuts and it's screaming and you can't hear if you're on the button right. And oh dear. So yeah, it can be really, really unnerving. I must say, I love it as a feature, but it's also terrifying as a feature. Oh man, it was just so, obviously it's something you hope no one has to use, but yeah. when I was rolling around on the pavement weeping again, it was um, it was just so handy to have it on my, that's another thing about the Apple Watch, and well, you know what, it seems a bit stupid, because you've always got your phone on me, which I always have, which is why I don't have the cellular version of the watch, but it was so much Cheap easier just to, re- just to reach to my wrist and you know, activate Siri and say, call, a, call an ambulance, is exactly what I said. And they did it, and I could talk to them without having to grab my phone, trying to reach and remember where my phone was. Yeah. It was actually a really, I was going to say a really good experience, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, it wasn't really. <laughs> but yes, the, the watch experience, yeah, yeah that, that yeah, part was exactly. okay. You think, yeah. oh, okay, now this makes sense, yeah. Uh, okay, thank you for that, John. Appreciate the update. Uh, let's go to Peter. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all double tappers. It's Pete from Robin Hood County, hoping you're well. Hooray! Just to remind people, for those living in the UK, that on the 23rd of April, in the early evening, all smartphones will receive a warning siren, which will alert you in the future to forest fires or moorland fires, floods, and other such weather problems. This is similar to the warning given to those in Australia, New Zealand, the Netherlands, and things like that. So... Even if your phone is muted, the siren will still be audible. So all you've got to do is take the appropriate action. I think this is going to be very useful, and I hope that it is taken up, but not on a too regular basis. When I first heard it, I thought it was to tell us that Sean had spent some money, but... (laughs) Alas, no. 
unbelievable. Anyway, thanks for all the interesting shows, especially the one about how Siri is not working so well. Mm. I don't have a problem because I tend to use Siri in the early morning, but not using it for very much dictation. If I have to dictate, I do it very, very sparingly. All my professional work, such as it is, is done via voice memos. And thank you for teaching me. God bless you, Mr. S. Take care from Peter in Robin Hood County. Stop. Wow. Um, thank you, Peter. Always good to hear from you, recording that on your phone, which is great. And of course, you can all do that. You can send a message from your, your device, just record it in your voice memos app or whatever equivalent you have, and uh, send it on an email to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting thing. So I, I don't know if this is a thing in all parts of the world now, or it's becoming... A thing. Uh, I think this, we're this, late to the game. I think it it's does been feel in, a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's been in America for the longest time. Uh, you know, nationwide um, phone alerts. Of course, I want, the, I want the Why sound effect of the purge when that happens. <laughs> I think the purge sound effect should be used. You know that. <laughs> uh, yes, you know just, that? just to absolutely terrify. You. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that you you would be aware of it then, wouldn't you? You think, well, you know, something's going to happen. Either the purge, or you know, or the little flood. A, a little flood. Well, I mean, at the same time, I think this is a great use of the technology. Obviously, everyone's got a mobile phone. I say, everyone, don't please don't email in. Say I have. I, I know. All right. Virtually everyone's got a, a smartphone. So this seems like a, a really, you know, it's a perfect way to get to as many people as possible. But at the same time, you know, it is slightly unnerving how we've yeah. got to this point that we need this because of the weather, you know, because of the floods that we've had over here. I mean, it's nothing to what Australia's had with their uh, fires and things like that and other countries with hurricanes. But still, it just shows, you know, we we need this system. So, yeah, 23rd of April over here in the UK. So if your phone goes off, don't panic. It's only a drill. But what about the technology behind this? Is this something that's built into Android and Google that they oh, are yes. activating? So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about people who've got to see a Blind Shell Classic, right? That's not going to happen to them. They won't get uh, It should message. happen to everything. I, I'm pretty sure this is a, a, a um, uh, I want to, not guaranteed, but something that the any manufacturer needs to put into their handset. Um, okay. And something that the government or a government department can access and activate themselves. It's, it's something that all phones, cellular phones will need to have, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, as long as as long as they use it for serious things, right? I mean, as long as they use it for like something proper. What would you think they're going to use? You know, it's like, it's like when you go, I, I started off getting CNN breaking news alerts for really important things. Now it's like Kim Kardashian's got a sale on in her shop. Yeah, yeah no, a, a nationwide, you know, life may be at risk alert isn't the same as as your oh your parcels coming in the next two hours it's of course i, I, I kind of like that if i'm honest because i get no notifications about nothing so you know it'd be kind of nice i, I can't <sighs> get twitter alerts but i can get told the purge is coming brilliant um, um, it's not the purge you're obsessed with, everything's the purge with you you're obsessed <laughs> although i do like that siren noise i, like that. I think that can we change it is that can you i don't even know that's been good <laughs> What, just to put a smile on your face before impending oh, doom? Oh, impending doom is coming. Well, you know, you need a laugh in life. You've got to laugh. Wow. Right, let's get one more. <laughs> Please. From Camille. The DJ for the K-Rock 97.5 St John's Newfoundland just told us a good story. While living in Glasgow, one night a police officer showed up at his door. He asked the DJ if he was familiar with the pub down the street. The DJ said that he was. An undercover police officer followed someone from the pub to the DJ's garage only to find loads of stolen electronics. The DJ was not aware of this because his garage was full of junk and untidy. The stolen goods had been hidden under his junk. I know this has nothing to do with tech, but I feel I had to share with Stephen. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that, Camille. I have to say, this is probably to you quite an unusual story, Camille. What? I have to say, it, but the I'm fact confused. is, our, our reaction to this is probably quite normal in that that's probably quite a, a common experience in Glasgow, to be perfectly honest. People using other people's facilities <laughs> to store stolen goods before they go back and get them again. That that has happened a lot in Glasgow, yes. Oh, I thought Sadly. it was some sort of metaphor for, I don't know, our attitude to tech or the way we... <laughs> 
Oh, maybe, really... I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> looking that deeply into it, to be honest. There's there's some stolen knowledge underneath the junk that's on top. I, I, I have no idea. Um, but... That's very good. Actually, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like it, but yeah. It's a tech I mean, show, it's... honestly. I think, yeah. that was, I think that was a dick. I think that was okay, a, uh, a As slight. usual, there's a veiled insult in there, or unveiled <laughs> insult in there somewhere. Um, yes. <sighs> well, okay, well done to the DJ at uh, whatever radio station that was. Uh, telling a story. I'm guessing he's from Scotland, I'm guessing, or has been in Scotland. Yes. Well, he was definitely in Glasgow. No, yes. Don't know for how long, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> With a couple of DVD players <laughs> under his arm. <laughs> uh, listen, coming up, I want to mention a couple of shows coming up on uh, Double Tap in the next week because we have got some really interesting conversation. Really, I don't know why I did it like that. Really? Um, we're going to be you're talking... you're a DJ again. I know. I've got an interview on that. Really? K-Rock, whoever that was. Can I, can I get on a K-Rock? <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, I don't know what accent that was. Uh, Be My Eyes joining us tomorrow, Mike Buckley and Hans Weiberg. Uh, Mike is the CEO of Be My Eyes. Hans is the founder of Be My Eyes. And they will be joining me tomorrow to talk all about their new virtual volunteer. And a really, if I'm honest, a really open conversation from them about this whole OpenAI experience. Oh. They are working with OpenAI. And I think that the, the potential that this has the excitement in the air when this came out on Be My Eyes, I think is just it's just palpable. It's yes. palpable, Sean Palpable. I, I agree. Yes. Did you upset them at all? When it always slightly worries me when you say, Oh, they were uh, it was an open conversation. Um you didn't shout at them or, or I mentioned Dyra. That's all. I mentioned Dyra. Oh, right. I just, well I just brought it up just to say, you know, yeah. well, what's, what's your th- take on this? Well um done. But <laughs> Unbelievable. You, can, you can decide for yourself on that one. Uh, that coming up tomorrow. And then on Friday's show, uh, we're going to be talking about editing audios. So lots of you want to talk about Reaper. Uh, now, I will say this. We don't go into a huge amount of detail with uh, our guests because I, I think we need a demo from Jacob, I think. Jacob Shemansky is uh, one of our technical producers here at AMI. And uh, I, just, I thought it'd be really interesting just to learn a little bit about how he got into Reaper, why he's using it, um, and also to get his take on it, he told us, not on air, but he told us in the lead up to the conversation that he felt that without learning Reaper, he wouldn't be able to do his job. Which, again, I think comes back to the the importance of learning these tools. It's more yeah. than just learning how an audio editor works. It gives him the ability to do his job. Now, you could say that about anyone, right? Of course, you know, if you want to be an audio editor, learning how to use an audio editor might be kind of important. Um, I get that, but I think what what Jacob's getting at is that he had to relearn everything in order yeah, to more than, to more do than this that. when he lost his sight. The the availability of an accessible option out there from what he was using previously, yeah, and you know the, the way that, as you said, the the new way of doing things that you already know how to do with a mouse, maybe, and using your vision, you now got to learn to do a different way. But the very fact that Reaper was available and, you know, the accessibility side of it, which is another interesting story, how Reaper became accessible and the work going on behind that mm. is also a really interesting story. Yeah. Well, we should get those guys on too. We should get them on too. We've got plenty of you time. You don't upset them. It's pointless. I don't like That's getting people. Can, we can't have people around because you, you always upset people. It's because today I, I couldn't find sugar, you see. That was a problem. I have no sugar left for my coffee. That made oh, me a little terrible. bit annoying. Oh, Knock on next door, annoyed. ask him for a cup of sugar. Be a cliche. That's true, yes. <laughs> We're out of time. Can you believe it? Feedback. Of course. At doubletaponair.com. Uh, 1877 is the number to call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.